We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, left. It is made official. Gino Gaduli is the new quarterback coach at Notre Dame, and he comes to Notre Dame at a time when Notre Dame has not had a quarterback coach in a while. Uh, that combination has been held by Tommy Reese, who was the offensive coordinator and the quarterback coach. You have been on record on this show saying that is a very difficult task in college to properly coach the quarterback position and prepare for games as the offensive coordinator. Gino Gaduli comes in. He's a combination with Jared Parker as the offensive coordinator. That means no one is directly coaching the tight ends, but Joe Rudolph, who has coached tight ends before and is now the offensive line coach, will share some of that responsibility, according to what I've heard. And also, you'll have some other coaches, GAs, help him out, along with Jared Parker as well at certain points in time. Heck, you, when you're the offensive coordinator, you can point out any and everything. So Jared Parker will always have a watchful eye over his tight ends, especially in recruiting. Yeah. Please explain what Baduli in this move that Marcus Freeman decided to make to have a quarterback coach is so important right now at this moment for Notre Dame. It's, it's vitally important. I think it gives the comfort to the quarterbacks that they uh, can truly get a guy they can lean on uh, consistently throughout the year uh, when they have questions, when they want to develop on certain things. The detail in individual periods during practice, uh, even how the meetings are, are ran and, and, and the things that it takes to uh, be consistent throughout the year. You get a quarterback coach, a guy that's specific to – uh, making sure you guys get better as a group, making sure the starter's comfortable going into the game. When you have just an offensive coordinator that does both, it's just not enough time in a day to be able to make sure your quarterback is thinking how you are as well as you're trying to get the practice script ready. You're trying to get the film breakdown of how you want your scripted plays and the openers to be. You got to spend extra time uh, breaking down the third, down in the blitz cut up. You got to be able to, uh, tell all your position groups what they need to focus on for the week. So being able to do all of that in one, you take away from the development portion of the quarterback through the season, 
is once you get in season, you're only going down unless you have a focus uh, of doing drills after or doing drills during practice and being intentional uh, with your uh, study habits. With a QB coach, you can go in early with your QB coach, watch the film, break down some stuff. When you're the offensive coordinator, you got meetings. <laughs> you got meetings. You you don't have no time to just be like, let me talk to this guy one-on-one because it's always a – uh, you have to cover everything as an OC. So with Gino, and, and damn near just having anybody as a quarterback coach in these coming years, with the talent that we have coming in and what we have now with a transfer and a dynamic quarterback in Buckner, you need a guy that can filter out and help the quarterback coach, let him know what they're prepared for and what they're ready for and, and give a more collaborative effort and, and helping the room right. So, it's going to be interesting to see uh, his influence and how fast it impacts that quarterback room and how the offense gets better because of it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going to be the key? Like, what's going to be the first sign? Because Sam Hartman is a veteran, left. Sam Hartman is a veteran. Like, he knows. Like, acclimate himself to the offense, you know, get used to the wide receivers and their movements. That's something he can do during the spring. But he's played enough football to know how to play the position, even if Notre Dame is different than Wake Forest. So maybe we won't be able to really see the effect that Gene Coach Gadouli and Sam Hartman. But where else can we see it? Uh, you can see it in just the overall communication and just the impact of what the, the quarterback looks like in-game. I think the confidence from his footwork to being a, a general on the field, a quarterback coach gives you a lot of comfort in being able to know somebody supporting you in the, in the heat of battle. You know, I think Drew Pine would have benefited greatly from having a quarterback coach in his first game when he came in, when Tommy's cussing him out on the phone from the box. You know, a quarterback coach being on the field and on the sideline in particular in moments like that can help Drew get back on track, communicate better with him in that aspect. Because when you're OC and things don't go right, you really <laughs> you really get a lot more uh, less empathetic, you know, when, when you're trying to orchestrate 11 guys doing 
the right thing all the time and executing things you're trying to set up or whatever the case may be. So uh, a, a mental balance is what a quarterback coach adds in game. Uh, and, it, and it can give you more direction on how to get better for coming out second half or whatever. It's amazing when you think about it. I truly look forward to in the springtime, just watching how he interacts with Kenny Minchie and Tyler Buck. Yeah. Uh, man, I promise you, that first spring practice, I want to be locked in. Because it's huge. Because usually the, the QCs focus on the starter. Yeah. Yeah. So with a quarterback coach, he can get a Kenny Minchie excited, an Angeli more activated in the quarterback room, prep guys better. But as an OC, like even when I'm when I'm an OC, I'm, I'm really only talking to the guy. <laughs> the guy I need to be slinging that rock. The backups just suffer in that aspect. Even when it came yeah. to reps, now college is a different in high yeah. school. But I had my starter in high school take all the reps. With a quarterback coach, he'll be in your ear like, all right, we got to get guys reps, you know, rotate guys and, and stuff like that. So the the development of our younger guys being more ready coming in, if something happens, I think helps because of a quarterback coach. And I'm looking forward to it. And Angeli, you know, not to be dismissive, Steve Angeli as well. I'm going to look. We mentioned, I mentioned him, I think. I didn't. You mentioned him. I left him out. <laughs> and, I, and I didn't want to do that. Because I, I, I have been doing that a lot lately. I've kind of just elevated Kenny Minchie like Kenny Minchie. But in, in elite programs, Kenny Minchie should be ready to play a college yeah. football Especially as an November, he's ready to start. And if Angeli was who Angeli should be, he Drew Pine shouldn't have been a, a name in question last year. It should have been we bringing in Angeli. That's, in my opinion, Angeli's window. He wasn't even in the conversation when Tyler Buckner got hurt. And that's, that's telling from the staff. Because if we really had a dude, Marcus Freeman would be like, okay, we went down with Tyler Buckner, but Steve Angeli is picking up right where we left off. They ain't even mention him. And in the bowl game practice, he was excited to get second team reps. So it sounded like he was in scout team all year, you know. So I think if you had somebody like a Tua, a talent like a Deshaun Watson, a talent like Trevor Lawrence, talent like Justin Fields, you got guys that, you know, unfortunately you got hurt, but we got a guy ready to go right now. And I think Angeli not having that impact or that that's that narrative or or any peep of excitement once Tyler got hurt, I just think it was very telling. And I think it's probably why we elevate Kenny Minchie to potentially be that next man in just because I mean Angeli's been there and he's he's no different than Ron Paulus Jr. on the roster right now. Who we failed to mention, but I guess that don't count or something. Wow. He just, he just put him in the same boat as Ron Paulus Jr. just like that. I mean, but from a – but what's the difference? He, We didn't talk about Ron Paulus Jr. starting when Tyler Buckner got hurt, and we wouldn't talk about Angeli neither. Yeah, yeah. It was like Drew or we don't have anything, and that's – and if you a, if you a guy, you're supposed to be at least in mention, you know. Or maybe he's a dark horse this year. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, CB Nation, in conjunction with Irish Breakdown.
we spin it different. I think the next thing that we're going to watch with this offense in is whether or not the temptation for Jared Parker <laughs> to look. There are some flat-out dogs in the Notre Dame wide receiver room. If I'm just sticking with the youngsters, there are some flat-out dogs in it's that wide receiver room. Yeah, it's like, come on. So when you have dogs, dogs, dogs want to eat. Dogs want to eat. And usually the owner or the caretaker has to feed them or they get real grouchy. You know, they might not want to block on the perimeter as well as they should yeah so it's going to be a task having that much talent in the wide receiver room which has not been the case you've had to lean on the run game but now you can actually, wait a minute okay let's let's wait a minute hold on let me finish see, and then you could respond there has been there has been a lack of depth in the wide receiver room over the last three years because of recruiting and transfers that's not even debatable Depth in terms of impact or depth in terms of we don't have guys over there? Numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Numbers. They needed Avery Davis to come back last year. He got hurt in the in the in the fall. Okay. And it, it just wrecked. Wait a minute. Wrecked things early in the season. But we had Tobias there the whole time. Elite programs will have Tobias out there. You're opening up. That's a whole nother can of worms. I mean, if you want to go down, said. if you, if you want to go what, down that's that road, why I said that we have depth, we don't use it, and we make it look like all we got is Salerno Salami or something doing all the work that we will have younger guys that should be ready to play doing. Uh, introduction to cause receiver, especially if you got some buzz behind you, you be playing punt returning. I, uh, for example, Devontae Neal, Gatorade Player of the Year in Arizona, coming in five-star. They needed him on the field, and he started at punt returner. Now, was he great? Probably not the greatest, but that's what you do with your best. If you got receivers that you want to get involved, you start them at punt returner. Start them at, you know, we can put them back walk-ons that, you know what I mean? It's like we made it look like we didn't have the depth. That's why I said something. We made it look like, look, I understand. Tobias was there last year. Tobias was one dude. <laughs> he was one dude. Deion Colsey was hurt. He yeah, was out. Was like, the numbers were short. The numbers were short. And if you are a championship team having to depend on a freshman to be impactful, that's a problem. He should have been able to be impactful without them saying, we need you to be impactful to win games. As a freshman, you should be able to come in and just play and be impactful. That's the opportunity that this freshman class has, in my opinion, because they do have numbers now. And they brought in Caleb Smith via the transfer portal. They have veteran leadership now. They have numbers. Now the freshman can just pop. Like, yeah, okay. Freshman just can pop, yeah. Now we can just pop. We can do whatever. Tobias is a sophomore now. Tommy's no, no longer here. No to excuse. hold him back with a leash. Chance he's a good coach for the position. 
So, <laughs> like I said, I think there is something to be gained with the continuity and the family atmosphere that's going to exist this year throughout the coaching staff that was not evident last year. Yeah. Yeah. That was not evident last year. And I think that's going to transfer over to the players on the field and you'll see it in their performances. I feel that wholeheartedly. Yeah, when the coaching staff is unified and they work well together, it definitely bleeds onto the team because they're like, all right, these guys are together. They know their stuff. They they sticking to it. Uh, we can we can feel like we can fall back on their support and not be divisive. Just like parents and kids, if the mom and dad, if mom's saying yeah and dad's saying no, the kid don't know which direction, you know. And I think that's the same for. Uh, the football team, you know, when that 2016 year, when we went four and eight, the staff was all over the place. After the first game, that's how I knew it was going to be. After the first, no, it was the first half of the first game where we thought the defensive coordinator was going to get fired in the first game. So when that happened, I knew we was going to be, <laughs> I knew, you know, I knew it was going to be a tough season, and it was. So now if the coaching staff is back on track, even last year was evident that the coaching staff wasn't all together and it affected the team. So I think it'd be way better from a relations standpoint in the Google, in the offices, from all aspects, even the the non-coaches that are staff in the office, I think would have better relations. If they get that GM position, I think it would add even more comfort. Jack called me. I had a team looking like the 2000 Ravens. Nothing but champions over there. But I think the steps are being made to recover, but I'm glad they're not being made aloud. Just do it in silence, fix it up, and get ready for the spring. Absolutely. Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, all of our great content, you already know. We spin it different. Left, it's always great when you get the opportunity to talk to former players. Robert Hainsey pointed out something yesterday that when he walked off the field in 18 and 20 after facing the eventual national champions, which were respectively the Clemson Tigers in 18 and in 2020, the Alabama Crimson Tide. That he felt, yeah, we could beat them, but he also felt in and going up against them, he felt these teams on a different level. And kind of asked, like, what's the next step? Could Gino Gadouli in the quarterback position at Notre Dame be the next step? over the next three to four seasons. I think Gino Cadulli's development of the quarterback room, turning that quarterback room into something really respectable, even off of capitalizing off of this transfer, similar to how we've revived Jack Cone's career, but make it impactful to where a guy like Kenny Minchie is mentioned as a top guy before the season starts. I was hearing about Drake May before he even started. We was hearing about C.J. Stroud before he even came on the field. 
So I think creating a buzz in your quarterback room and developing your quarterback room to making them dangerous, that's the next step. We need to take whatever Lincoln Riley is doing psychologically, recruiting-wise when it comes to that quarterback, and 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 make it an ND style because that type of relationship is going to benefit not only the quarterback room but the team itself. Lincoln Riley's problem is defense. He need him and Marcus Freeman over there. But if we have some Lincoln Riley characteristics from what they do to produce, I mean, four in a row at this point, quarterbacks from a recruiting and development standpoint, I mean, we really can't lose. I say Lincoln Riley because that's an example that's out there now. I mean, he's still cooking. So I think the development of that quarterback position is the next step. I think it solves a lot of answers outside of just getting more five stars. Them teams we played, think about it. Robert Hainsey was going against a D-line that was all four of them All-Americans in 2018. <laughs> and then went against a Bama team the next year with All-Americans. <laughs> Best in each position. So, you know, you're playing at the peak, peak level. And just know it don't get harder than that. So the gap ain't far to close. Little more recruiting, better quarterback play. We in a good position. If you put 2018, who was in 2018? If you gave us Trevor Lawrence on that 2018 team when we was undefeated, we would have won a championship. Let me think about that. We had a run game. We had an O-line. We had tight ends for days. Receivers was good enough, and the defense was is was was the best at that point. They still have the same defensive line. Oh yeah, I forgot about that there. Okay, now, maybe not, one, maybe not have won the championship. No, because Javon was balling. Javon was balling that year. Yeah, and Javon had at least two or three opportunities in that game that if Ian pulled the trigger, it would. Yes. Yes, I, I can see that. I can see that. Because Clemson was the best team that, that year, right? They went in and spanked Alabama and Tua. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't spank us, though. They beat us for sure. But they, the, the numbers look funny at the end because of them last one-play touchdown type of thing. But I'm telling you, with a better – a generational talent quarterback, because mm-hmm. I'm not going to say better. I'm going to say a generational talent quarterback we would have got the job done that year. 2012, it was, you know, we wasn't at that point. <laughs> no, that Alabama team in 20 and 20 was. 2012 was just. Yeah, 2012 and in 20, just a different level. Yeah. That's a different level. I have this argument. I'll tell B. Driss. B. Driss knows. We had this argument all the time. He feels like, well, Notre Dame, because of the Manti stuff, they weren't mentally there. No. Nah, I'm like, we wasn't. We wasn't. I'm like, dude. It, no. It wasn't just it was, me. It was too many things that popped out that's like, oh, that's that's too good. Our linebackers didn't look good at all. It wasn't no emotion. That was just physically, they didn't want to tackle in the hole. Was, Eddie Lacy was as big as your linebackers, bro. 
he was flat out as big as your linebacker. Flat out. And then if that wasn't a problem, you got Amari Cooper out there just killing you one on one all day. A, a, true, fre a true freshman, Amari Cooper, <laughs> that was already a technician, route runner, crazy. So yeah, and then you had Chance Warmack, like just giant. <laughs> as offensive linemen and but we were running three down like we was depending Yo, on our linebackers to be there you know so yeah no yeah yeah we was better Our defensively in, quick. for for the championship games we was better defensively in 18 than we was in 12 but man either way it was tough our boys found out quick that they were not Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this ain't Oklahoma, boy. But I but was think hyped. about the psychological factor that when you have a generational talent quarterback. The only person it didn't work for was Kyler going against Bama, and that's because he's 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 kind of short. But every other yeah. time you have a generational quarterback on your team, you feel good going into the game no matter who you're going against. The only time I felt like even that didn't matter was was Kyler against uh, Alabama. That's because the David had no defense, so it wouldn't even but be his fault. I will say this: if you're going to, at some point in a game like that, Notre Dame is going to have to get the other team to pay attention, and more than likely, they're going to have to do it offensively. Like you're not a yeah like. Ohio State got Georgia's attention with their offense. Because of the offense. Because of the offense. Like, oh, snap. Okay. It's a ball game tonight. We're going to have to play. Because you can it's, – it's easier to build an unstoppable defense just on probability and, you know, quarterbacks aren't as efficient as professionals. Blah, blah, blah. But when you get a standalone quarterback and – it can be a halfway decent Charlie Jones. <laughs> You're going to be all right. You're going to be like, okay, I got something for you. Even though we may not win. Yeah. I'm going to put – it's going to be a lot of pressure. Bryce Young against Georgia in the SEC championship. Bryce Young is, gave Alabama a chance because he's Bryce Young. Georgia's defense, we had Jordan Davis, all them big – and, you know, they got him one out of the two times, but, shoot. You not felt the most good important time. Got going both times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so offense, I do believe Notre Dame is going to go into one of these semifinal games and their offense is finally going to make that play, right? The play that Ian Book had in 18 early, Javon McKinley, he missed it. Um, the plays in 20, right? You beat Clemson, you come back in the ACC championship game and you have Avery Davis wide open. You got tight ends wide open. And Ian's just missing. Like, the opportunities are there early to put points on the board and early. get them behind again. You have to make the opportunities and you have to grab the attention of the other team and affect their psyche offensively. Right? Because a good team, you can stop them the first quarter, second quarter. They still feel like they're going to put 30 points up on you. Like Ohio State. Ohio State was getting whooped by Utah in the Rose Bowl. And then, hey, they got C.J. Stroud. They put up. 40 points towards the end. Caleb yeah. Williams, you know, it's never down and out when you got a guy like Caleb Williams. Yeah. And their losses yeah. are 40-point losses. 
<laughs> you know, they go toe to toe to the end, you know, except the Utah game, but <laughs> he was hurt. You know, he was on one leg type of deal. Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. Thank you guys so much. Great show today. Great talking to you guys. We went over the importance of Gino Gaduli as the quarterback coach at Notre Dame and his impact. And we talked about how we thought Marcus Freeman was going to really spring forth as a head coach. And this team is going to play really well and have a chip on the shoulder. And we also talked about CJ Carr update, clarifying some things with him and his visit to Texas A&M with his seven on seven squad. By the way, you know, two big time targets at the wide receiver position just happened to be on the same seven on seven team with CJ Carr and Ryan Wingo and TJ Moore. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He's that's the quarterback that they're going to be playing catch with all spring and all summer. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Let's get some of these comments, bro. Uh, Shamrocks and shenanigans. I don't think CFB fans outside of Irish Nation understand just how big the recent additions to the quarterback and why Irish offense is about to take an insane leap. Insane leap? Uh, We get Cam Newton? That's an insane leap. I even yeah. take Johnny Manziel. Cam Newton did bring an insane leap. Shit, we got Joe Burrow his second year at LSU. Who we get? But I don't know about an insane leap. I think it'll be uh, you'll see us highlight more of our talent. But insane leap is like undefeated guys sitting in New York because we just been kicking butt from the position. You know that's that's elite, but we'll be we'll be. I think people will be excited to see us have more talent than they give us credit for, offensively. I got Marcel. Thank you, Marcel, for tapping in. This is my question: If Kenny Minchie takes a huge step up on the depth chart, will Tyler Buckner transfer? It's about opportunity at this point. Is he going to get the reps even to? pressure Tyler Buckner this year? I don't know. But if Tyler point. Buckner can't stay healthy, then we definitely need to That's the main issue. Yeah. what that looks like, you know. Yeah. For Tyler, it's all about his It's all about That's it. Like, it's, it's I mean, it. It really is. It's all about his health because his health has stunted his growth. Stunted his growth, yeah. Yeah, not me. being healthy has stunted his growth, and he should be much further ahead, but he can't stay healthy. Jay Henry. Yes, Caleb beat like, look, I said this, right? When Marcus Freeman went to visit him during his basketball season, the way he was at, acting about it, the media, I told people, like, yo, Notre Dame is in this. Like, Tennessee is one-hit wonder, in my opinion, under Josh Heupel. Now he's visiting on April 1st. Last visit, oh, Marcus Freeman's going to bring this one home. Oh, you can believe it. He's going to bring – I fully believe he's going to bring this home. I told you Marcus Freeman's about to show who he is, left. Yeah. He's about to show who he is as a head coach, as a recruiter. I'm telling you. It's about to go down. It's about to go down. Left. 
make sure you watch the show, man. I I'm jumping on the show right after we get off. And I might even call you on the phone because I'm such a fan of Snowfall. I can't even wait till tomorrow. <laughs> you already know what time it is. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Story of the Day, brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. Left, I got something super petty for you, bro. I saw this early this morning on the news, and I said, oh, they on the petty train. I'm putting Ford Automotive on the petty train. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ford Automotive has applied for a patent that would allow them to repossess cars remotely. So what are you saying, Sean? What I'm saying is you could be sleeping in the crib, in the be crib. behind on your car note, walk out. No one has come with a tow truck to repossess your car. It drove itself. They are Your car is going to drive itself to return to the itself. tow yard, to the tow yard, so it can be repossessed. <laughs> they are actually doing this. And if you get 45 days, Anywhere from 15 to 45 days behind, they're going to start affecting your controls in your vehicle, meaning you won't be able to use your air condition or your heat. Yeah, on the season that all oh, this is all real. It's all in the story, bro. As a deterrent to get you to pay your car. Now, I don't know how you think that's going to make people pay. Yeah, that's the best way to advertise not to buy your car is to tell people what you're going to do. Because this, this, this is how it's going to be. They're trying to slowly roll you into, oh, just get in the car, let the car take you anywhere. It's going to start taking you some places, all right? You ain't going to have no control. So when they remotely get this car to go back to the yard and it gets in an accident, who's liable? Can't be me. Who's liable? What if you got stuff in the car? You know, maybe you got some your your, your work stuff or because I know my car hey, is man. like my closet in a sense. Your work shoes or something, man, you be messed up. <laughs> it hasn't been granted yet. It is pending. The patent application describes new systems and methods and to repossess a vehicle. Inventors are listed as Anthony Moraldo of Southgate. Brendan Diamond of Gross Point and Keith Weston of Canton. Uh oh, they snuck an Ohio dude up in there. Mm, 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 shame. Michael Michael Allen McNeese of Flat Rock. All Ford engineers. 
I just don't think that's going to go. I, don't, I guess what they're trying to save is confrontation when the tow truck drivers come to the to the cars. Hey, hey, insurance got too high covering tow truck drivers. Man. They get the altercations every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. got to find yeah. a way to help these guys out. They get used on the job. They just <laughs> Oh, that's Dude, crazy. I saw that. I said, oh, right. man, this is wild. How this freaky wild. would it be, though, the car driving itself back and you're, like, on the road and you look over and you got an empty car driving next to you? That would freak people. But I wonder, can they, like, let's say you get in the car and you're headed to work and they just take over the car and drive to, <laughs> drive to the, me to the <laughs> Like, <sighs> oh, there's so many Rabbit holes for the man. Who would want to buy something like that? Seriously. I don't know. But hey, in order to do something like this, man, this can't even be considered unless somebody's two months behind. Come on, man. Like, if you're like 10 days behind, on your pavement, come on. You're about to look. I can't play my music. <laughs> I can't use my car play. It'd be cold as hell. You can't turn on the heat. <laughs> I can't you turn know? on the heat in the winter. Like, what are start, we doing? You're gonna start rolling windows automatically in the cold. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Like, I can't turn on the heat in the winter. I can't turn on the AC. Hey, what's worse? No heat in the winter or no AC in the summer? No heat in the winter. Because you can drive fast with the windows open, you know. No heat in the winter. You can't even escape no heat in the winter with the windows rolled up. You can escape the heat in a rolling car, but you can't escape the cold in a rolling car. It get colder I, if you open the window. I guess I guess you're right, love. Look, let me got a true story. So my cousin... Man, dude, I let him. I let him have it to this day. Um, my cousin, right? This dude had an ear implantation, right? So when he got into a pool, he couldn't go underwater, right? Because he couldn't get his ear wet. Right. So my brother, we went to a picnic and my brother threw him in a pool and just threw him in a pool. He was mad. I was getting ready to leave with my fiance at the time. It was a church picnic. So we get in the car and we're like 50 miles north of Chicago at this forest preserve. So we have at least an hour and 40 minute drive back to the crib left. This dude is shivering in my back seat. It is 98. <laughs> it is, bro. It is 98 degrees in Chicago. It's the summertime. It's 98 degrees. And he's like, bro, can you please turn the heat on? I'm freezing. So I'm like, dude, it's 98 degrees. What are you talking about? So if it was just me in the car, I would have, dude, there's no way I'm turning the heat on. But of course, yeah, no way. 
Of no course, way. the the missus is like, go ahead, turn the heat on. He's freezing. I rode for an hour. I rode for an hour in 98 degree heat with the heat on, bro. Mm. Mm. And didn't even get that's, a second. Nah, see, that's, they didn't that's get not right, you. I still tell them to this day, you selfish, dude. Yeah. You selfish, you selfish bro. <laughs> you selfish. Because I had to take the bullet for that. I took the bullet. And I didn't ask for gas money because I dropped you off at the crib. Oh, man. Man, that's my worst oh, heat story that's in the car. Bad. That's my worst that's heat story bad. in the car. John Morant, come to front of the room, my man. Oh, my God. Come on, man. Yeah. Come here. Yeah. John Morant, let us punch your ticket. Yeah, you my get man. the first seat. You get the first seat on the train. You're crazy. First of all, you, you, because I don't usually do this, you and your mama. Oh. First of all, your mother for getting into an argument with an employee at finish line. <laughs> your mother has money. Why is she at a finish line? Why is she not ordering sneakers from the crib? Yeah, you got the discount. You are you have your own shoe, John. What what is going on? Why is she at the local mall? At the local That's my mall. question. For sneakers. Like, what are we doing? Your mother should be getting sneakers from Nike every day. Every day. She should have every pair of Jordan, every pair of Air Force Ones, every Air Max. You're a Nike player. What is going on? Why is she at the finish line? For what? And then she calls you because she got into an argument with the employee. And then you pull up to the mall 18 deep. No, you don't. Wait, what is what story is this? You pull up to the mall Wait. 18 deep trying Shut to confront up. the employee at the finish line because your mama called you to the mall. Sean, you're what lying. are we doing? Sean, you're lying. I didn't see that. Oh, this is in the police report. This just this, this ties in in, report. This ties into the 17 year old. No, that's something else outside of the 17 year old. Man, I didn't hear about this job You authorities and security stopped him and his crew outside of the mall, according to reports. This is according to security officers' report at the mall. Stopped them from going inside and confronting the employee. Jean Marie, you got money. What are you doing? Dude, cats can't lead us. They can't lead that street. They can't. They can't. Oh my god. They can't. John just can't leave like it alone. He's in high school or something. He's doing well. Memphis is real. Now, I'm not trying to disrespect Memphis because Memphis, certain parts of Memphis is real. Yeah, but it's real. But Memphis is a smaller town. Memphis, I guarantee. If John was in Chicago, he wouldn't be doing that crap. I guarantee you that. I guarantee that. You don't roll up on some, you don't know whose family that is, man. And then he had the nerve to say, leaving, he, I better not find out what time he gets off. So you were going to come back to the mall? You weren't going to let it go? You're going to keep going? 
left. When was the last it's, time? It's no, all no, 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 left, left. When was the last time you've been to a mall? It's been a minute. Thank you. Thank you. And we have nowhere near the connections or the loot that John Moran has. When was the last time you think LeBron James has been to the mall, left? Never. When last time? When you think the last time? Last time Bronny James has been to the mall, left. Probably never been to the mall. What about Bryce James? Never. Probably can't even go if he wanted to. Well, John Morant still probably eat at McDonald's, <laughs> wears the, the Nike tech suits, like, and that's fine, but it's like, bro, you're a multi, multi, multi million. Bruh. And I'm not saying anything bad about being a I'm not saying anything bad about malls. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying when you have money, you're not going to malls, man. What? You're not going to malls? You're an elite athlete. You're not rolling up into malls. What are you, a 14-year-old R&B singer trying to get girls excited or something? What? Who? Dude. Mama, what's wrong? Let's do the finish line. Mama, just go home. Like, what are you trying to get? I'm trying to get these shoes. Okay, I'll get them for you. Just go home. I'll bring them to you. Get on the phone. Call my assistant. I need you to go get these shoes and tell Nike to send these shoes to my mother. You're John Morant. What are we doing? I just, hey, I'm sorry, man. That's my rant for the day. Pun intended for John Morant. It's like, ridiculous, but like, man. but like, but like, fool, dude. I couldn't believe the story when I read it. I'm trying to find this stuff. It was all over Twitter yesterday. I don't know how you missed it. I didn't ball story. That's and shout out to Paul George for finally admitting that he wasn't a dude. Oh, what happened? No, he means on with JJ Reddick and said, you know, he's not the uh right now, he's not a player that can lead a team to a championship. I said, dude, we've been through that. What are you talking about? Been through that. Since the bubble. Yeah. We've been through that. Since the nicknames came out. <laughs> run, run DMP? Yeah, like <laughs> him and Kawhi. P, really? Run yeah. DMP. Do not play or did not. Yeah, that's what you get. That's what you get. Man. Hey, for the culture Friday tomorrow, hopefully Malik will do his job. And we can give you some good snowfall content. And we'll have a good interview, good, good visitor for you tomorrow as well, man. There we go. Lucky Lefty Podcast. See you tomorrow. Have a great Thursday. Most of all, make sure that you spin it different. different. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.